Everybody's ready to go. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. And you're ready to go. Well, if you want to lose your money, then bet on funny. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. You reach, I teach. Oh, lesson just started. That's an interception, folks. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Far back to pass, pumps to the left. Eight seconds left. He gets away from the pressure. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Call Knurkle butter, because he is on a roll. Derek Jeter in first. Booyah! All the dreams, all the hopes for the national championship come down to this play. Young from the shotgun, back to throw. Vince looks, under pressure. He'll tuck it in and run. Vince to the five. Young, touchdown, Texas. Hello. Welcome back to the Jet Sweep, where Rhett the Jet is bringing you the latest news, topics, and scores around the league. I know what you're probably thinking. It's been a while. It's been a few months since I've gave y'all the news feed on this podcast, but I'm back for a special edition only, and I'm sure y'all can guess what that is, the 2018 NBA Finals and the things that led up to that. A lot of I felt like there was a lot of speculation, controversy, uh, conspiracies this year, of course, with KD and, and the super team for for Golden State, and then LeBron basically having two different teams in one year, but yet still taking care of business with Boston and leading to the finals. But I do have a special guest, a good friend of mine, one that we uh, we roam the streets together, as we should say, played ball on the courts, neighborhoods, driveways. Jordan, how are we doing tonight? Brett the Jet. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Living the dream. Can't there you complain. go. Happy the, to be on the podcast. I appreciate your time, and uh, it should be it should be an interesting one because a lot of our listeners, uh, we do have a lot of mutual friends, right? So a lot of a, yes, a lot of our conversations uh, do take place on social media. Some good, some bad, uh, and indifferent, of <laughs> course. Uh, but I'm I'm glad to have you with with your knowledge of the game. Like I said, we we played ball together uh, growing up, middle school, in the in the driveways and whatnot. So, uh, I, as I told you through text, I think this was a great opportunity uh, for you and your opinions and and uh, your thoughts to to be on this special edition of the uh, NBA Finals. Absolutely, I'm happy to be here and discuss the sport that I know best. There you go. So uh, I got to I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you two. Well, three questions. Yes, sir. Yes or yes or no questions. No expl- explanation needed. Number one: Are you a LeBron James fan? That goes without saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. Number two: Are you a Cleveland Cavalier or Miami Heat fan? When LeBron is playing there. Okay. So okay. And number three. Are you a Houston Rockets fan? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now that we have those three questions answered, we we can move on. And I don't. And I know we can we can go back and forth all night, but let's let's not bring up Jordan. Let's let's not use 
any comparisons to to Jordan's success, numbers, championships, etc. This is strictly about 2018 NBA Finals, LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers, Kevin Durant, Golden State Warriors, and the things that led up to it uh, okay. this season. So, um, tell tell me first off your your thoughts on the NBA Finals between Golden State and Cleveland. Obviously, LeBron James had his back against the ropes, and I think a lot of people expected that. But what were your thoughts on this year's finals? So, so I guess there, there's one word that I could probably use to describe the NBA Finals the best, and it's probably anticlimactic. Um, we we kind of knew, you know, once the offseason started, kind of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Warriors, they're, they're a great team. They were 73-9. and nine team prior to adding the second best player in the world in Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 you know, we, we kind of knew what was going to happen once, once the NBA Finals rolled around. Absolutely. Um, I was hoping I was Cleveland was going to be able to sneak one. And I feel like if they would have won that first game, maybe this series pushes the six. Um, mm-hmm. But that, you know, that collapsed down the stretch. Uh, the whole J.R. Smith thing, um, I, I think that took the wind out of their sails. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and everything that we expected, you know, it happens. Everything we expected last July, last August, um, prior to the season even starting, I mean, it happens. So I guess one word is anticlimactic. Um, you know, Warriors are champions again, and we'll see if uh, see if any team can get better this offseason and maybe push these Warriors, and, and maybe we'll see a new new NBA Finals pairing next year. Absolutely, and, and we'll get back to that uh, that thought later on, on about who can or what will happen this offseason? Obviously, the biggest question in the NBA pertains to LeBron James and, and the possibility of him leaving. But we'll get to that. Let, let's start on the west side. Let's start on the west side. Um, Houston. I mean, picking up CP3, having D'Antoni. Um, I think I knew the Rockets were going to be good. I, I, I knew they would make a strong push and make a deep run in the playoffs. However, I knew they would they would blow it. However, I did say they did a lot better than I expected versus Golden State uh, than, than I personally expected. I mean, they, they pushed to seven games. Uh, obviously, the unfortunate, unfortunate injury with CP3 could have changed the whole dynamic of the series and possibly give Houston uh, a NBA final berth. But... Throughout throughout the season, we had OKC, Paul George, Carmelo, Westbrook. We had Portland, who was who was in third place with forty nine wins. Golden State, obvious second, and Houston taking the regular season championship, and with their MVP James Harden. What was what were your thoughts or expectations as a Rockets fan throughout the season and in the postseason? I mean, it. it, it what transpired through the season is were my expectations. You know, the Rockets added, you know, maybe one of the top five point guards of all time, and they they paired him alongside James Harden, who may be the the best ISO player that we've seen, you know, mm-hmm. since you know, who who knows, maybe the best of all time. Yeah. Um, so I mean, my expectations were, you know, CP3 and James Harden, they were going to coexist greatly, um, and that obviously took a lot of pressure off of James, who, as we saw when Chris went down. It's hard to it's hard to carry the load. 
um, especially against a team like Golden State, who's you know has so many players. Um, so bringing in CP3 and you know letting him run the offense where James doesn't have to do so much, mm-hmm. um, that that was huge, and I think that was a, a driving force between James getting the uh, what's going to be the MVP award this season. Um, so so everything that happened this season is. I, I expected it. Um, mm-hmm. I knew those guys were going to play well, well together. Um, and it's you know you have a point guard on the floor at all times, which is huge. Um, so I, I expected what happened. Um, and yeah, if CP3 doesn't go down, maybe we're uh, celebrating the Houston Rockets championship. But you know, absolutely, that's the, that's the past now, and we just got to look forward. But yeah, it was a great season. Yeah, and I and I will say I will say if CP3 were healthy and. If they did get past Golden State, I I still think Houston would have beaten Cleveland. I, obviously, I don't think Houston would have swept like Golden State did. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, that that game one just just exhausted and took the life out of Cleveland, Cleveland versus Golden State. But going back to the West and Golden State and Houston. Uh, the the first game, Golden State took it one nineteen to one oh six. Kevin Durant dropped thirty seven. Harden dropped forty one. Yep. And then Houston, um, and I think that's what Golden State had to do was steal one in Houston. Uh, obviously, Houston had home home court, and then Houston just smacked Golden State at home one twenty seven to one oh five. Harden only had twenty seven, but Kevin Durant had thirty eight. With the series being tied at at one one, going back to Oakland, what what were you thinking? They had to get one at Oakland. If, mm-hmm. if they lose both games, you know, at Oracle, the, the series is over. Yeah. Um. So it was it was critical for them to get that game four win, um, and it, it may have helped that you know Andre Iguodala hurt his knee late mm-hmm. in game three. Um. But yeah, they had to they had to bring back one win. Um. And I, I was actually under the belief that game four and game five must wins for the Rockets. And they pulled it off, and it was, it was unfortunate that Chris got hurt late in game five. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my expectation, they had they had to take one in, in Oakland. If not, you know, the series is over. You're not winning three straight against Correct. these yeah. Golden State Warriors. So the, so the first game back in Oakland, Golden State smacked Houston. Then yep. Houston surprisingly stole one uh, in game four, like you just mentioned. And then brought it back to Houston Game Five and took another back-to-back wins, which was—I mean, that—that that surprised me. I, I thought yeah. I thought Golden State was uh, gonna win in five or six, to be honest. Uh, but Houston did uh, prove me wrong and stretching it to seven games. But with with Iguodala and CP3 uh, hurt, what? Well, let's let's go to game five. You said CP3 stepped it up. Obviously, he got hurt late. Did it not seem that Chris Paul was the guy that game? Chris Paul was the man in charge, taking the lead rather than James Harden, as James Harden kind of is the face of the Houston Rockets. But yet, here is CP3 taking the reins and taking control and, and pushing for for Houston. No, absolutely. It was it was CP3, and I think he was Game Four and Game Five. He he won both of those games for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his composure down the stretch, uh, Warriors will make a run, and he you know he's there's no panic in CP3. He's going to slow down the offense, and he's going to get a shot. He's going to get a good shot. Um, 
and and the mid-range game that CP3 bought to the Houston Rockets, um, I mean, that was huge. There's there, there was no doing that when CP3 went out, right? There was, you know, jacking threes or, you know, trying to get a layup, Correct. but mainly yeah. jacking threes. Um, CP3 won game four and game five uh, with his composure, with his ability to lead the team, with him knocking down, you know, huge jump shots. I mean, some of those mm-hmm. shots he were hitting was were just ridiculous. Um, yeah, so him, we, us losing CP3 was huge. Obviously, yes, yes. Game five. Um, but yeah, he was, he was huge in it, and it, you know, it sucks that he, he got hurt in game five, but he, mm-hmm. yeah, he took the pressure off James for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and those games and, uh, yeah, he, he won it for the Rockets. What, what, what are your thoughts on, on the Arivas, the Gordons, uh, some of, some of the bench, uh, role players, uh, Capella, I think had a. Had a very strong series defensively. I think his offensive game needs needs to improve or or get something right. down. Obviously, him working with Olajuwon a little bit should improve his game. But what what were your thoughts on the Arizas, the PJ Tuckers, the the Eric Gordons? I mean, PJ Tucker. I think. I mean, he he may have been the second most important rocket in that series. Um, James played great in Game One. Um, he struggled a little bit, and, you know, game six and game seven happens where, you know, he was, it was tired. He, I mean, he really couldn't, he couldn't, you know, carry the team past these Warriors. Mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker may have been, the, you know, the second most important rocket just with him, his loose balls, getting rebounds, extra possessions, knocking down the corner three. Um, he was huge in that series. Um, and, and Trevor Reza, I mean, he was trying to defend Kevin Durant. You know, that takes a lot out of you on the defensive end. And we saw in game seven, I believe he was maybe 0 for 9, 0 for 11, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Uh, he, he just couldn't make a shot. He had no legs. He was, you know, running around with Durant. He, he did good on Durant. Um, he played solid defense. Um, it's just a, it's a chore trying to stop Kevin Durant. Um, he's, you know, an, a great offensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and Eric Gordon, um, you know, he had some moments. He had some moments for he sure. Did. He did. Um, he did. He kind of picked up the team. I, I think it was game four. We were down 10 um, going into the fourth. And he, he made some plays, kind of got the team going. Um, and we and we came back and stole that game. Um, so he, he was important. Uh, game six and game seven, you know, our shooters just didn't have it. And I think game seven, you know, we missed 27 straight threes. Um, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. are, are, you, are you thinking about trading some of those guys? If you can get a LeBron James, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the only guys that are safe, I mean, if you can get LeBron James, anybody can go. But, you know, obviously James and Chris are going to stay. Anybody can leave if you're if you're getting a, a LeBron yeah. James. Uh, and Paul George maybe too. But, yeah, LeBron James, any, no one is untouchable. And Houston showed very strong uh, will and strength. I mean, round one they had, they had Minnesota. Uh, Took care of them with without a problem. Won the series four to one, uh, and then Utah, um, even with with an Andrea two of theirs, Houston uh, took them four to one as well. So at, as you stated earlier, in Golden State taking care of San Antonio, uh, obviously without without Kawhi, and then yep. them also uh, taking care of business versus New Orleans. So I think the West. Uh, as you said, was very predictable. Uh, Houston coming in into the offseason, making moves. Golden State obviously still intact from the championship team from last year. I think a lot of fans uh, and 
not only Houston or Golden State fans, but NBA fans kind of kind of painted that picture uh, to start out the season that, hey, I know it's going to be Houston or Golden State. I put my money on it, and that's and that's kind of how it ended up. Right. No, that's 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 exactly it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was some, you know, naysayers once Chris Paul signs um, that maybe this isn't going to work. James mm-hmm. and, and Chris together. I mean, there's one basketball. And I'll I'll be I'll be honest with you, Jordan. I was one of those naysayers. I di- I didn't think the the chemistry will work between them due to Chris Paul being being a Clipper and then coming over and, and working with James Harden, who who likes to run a lot of ISO, obviously the step back. I was one of those guys that I thought Houston would have trouble chemistry-wise on scoring some points and working together and, and stacking up some wins. And, and that's the thing, though, that everyone forgets. Chris Paul is the ultimate pro. Um, he came into this situation. He knew what what to expect, and he's not coming here if he thinks this isn't, this isn't going to work. He's an ultimate pro. Um, I think the leadership skills that he brings are huge for James, because um, obviously Chris is getting up there in age. So him passing on, you know, some of these you know intangibles, mm-hmm. it's going to be huge for James. Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to work. Those guys, they're they're pros, and you know, having Chris here is going to be great for James. Um, and I'm excited to see them next year and see the growth that these two guys have. Oh, absolutely. And I think there'll be another 50, at least 50-win team next year. Uh, and I'll think they do make another big run, if healthy, uh, oh, yeah. in the in the playoffs. Let's let's go over to the East. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, man, the, the East isn't as strong. It's not, a, it's not as amusing. It's easy for King James. What, what's your thought on... Cleveland and LeBron James, he, he was with Miami, obviously, went over to Cleveland, making eight straight finals. What what do you have to say about Cleveland in the East going four in a row if the East is so, as people put it, weak? No, it's huge. I mean, four straight finals in Cleveland, you know, the four before that in Miami. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's eight straight finals. You can say what you want about the East. I mean, he still has to go out there and perform. Oh, absolutely. Uh, carrying yes. a team. Yeah, East straight finals is huge. Cleveland's been doing what they need to do out there, and obviously, you know, the West mm-hmm. has been better. Um, that's that's apparent, and, you know, these last four finals, it's obviously Golden State 3-1 to one to Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, I mean, LeBron has, has continued to do what he needs to do to get mm-hmm. there. Um, I think the East is getting stronger. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does this offseason because, mm-hmm. you know, Boston's coming. Philadelphia's coming on. Um, yes, yeah. You know, who, who knows if, what happens if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward are playing in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Boston Celtics are probably in the finals, and uh, it would have been a lot more interesting finals for sure, in my and, opinion. And that's something I was going to bring up, uh, Jordan. Boston obviously making moves in the offseason, uh, acquired Kyrie midseason-ish. Um, and then they, they had a little trouble versus Milwaukee, though, the first round. Uh, that series went seven games. They handled Philadelphia, which I will say was a little of a surprise with Embiid being as strong as they were. Um, and like you just said, Philly is getting stronger. The East could see a uprise here in the next few years. Uh, so Boston handled them. And I think Boston was the best coached team in the postseason of both Eastern Conference and Western Conference due to 
those two injuries of Kyrie and Hayward. No, I absolutely agree. You know, Brad Stevens is, I mean, he's been a winner at every level. Um, obviously, you saw what he did at Butler when he was in college and now mm-hmm. coming to Boston. Um, he's a great coach, um, and he's going to have a lot of great talents around him and at his disposal once, you know, Kyrie and Gordon get healthy. And, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to have another year under their belts. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum was a, a rookie. And he yeah, was, he bought out. Yeah, he, he balled out, and he's going to be, uh, I mean, he's going to be a great player in this league. Um, mm-hmm. So just seeing all of these different pieces that Boston has, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. I mean, you may be looking at the Golden State out east with Boston. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but I, I think Boston is, I mean, they have the potential to, you know, stack three or four championships together in the next, you know, eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. And And a lot of people... And I even said this myself, Cleveland, Boston, it was it was the series of the no-names, right? You had Kyrie out, Hayward out. Uh, LeBron obviously doesn't have the strongest supporting cast, and I think that was proven uh, throughout the playoffs and obviously the finals. Um, but the Cleveland-Boston series, that was, that was some good basketball. Seven-game series, uh, Cleveland outlasted Boston eventually, but... This is the series of the no names, and it looked like LeBron was was struggling a little bit versus a Boston team that didn't really have those superstars, but yet they were fundamentally sound. No, oh, yeah, and and they also have length as well. Um, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum; those those guys are long guys. Um, and then you throw in an Al Horford, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, it it makes it difficult, right? Um, but yeah, you say these guys. Yeah, they're not superstars now, but you you keep an eye out on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, Those guys are going to be all-stars, you know, perennial all-stars moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it was was a great series to watch. We kind of knew whoever was winning this series was playing for second place um, with the talent out west. But um, I'm very interested and intrigued in in watching Boston moving forward. And Boston, obviously, um, coming out of the east – at a 55-win team, uh, and then Philadelphia uh, with a 52-win team, Boston just handled them. So what does that say about Philadelphia and or Boston next year as Boston, I mean, manhandled Philadelphia uh, in the second round? I mean, obviously both teams have something to look forward to, but was that surprising to you? It was. Um, but it was a great coaching job by Brad Stevens. Um, he kind of packed the paint um, when ben Sim- with Ben Simmons, right? It, it told me what came out of that series. Ben Simmons has to work on his jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to become a threat, at, at least someone that will go out there. He's kind of gotten the Rajon Rondo treatment. Um, he can't really shoot his jump shot. Boston was packing the paint when he had the ball. It was making it tough for Embiid. Um, there were just too many bodies down there. They couldn't really stretch the floor. Um, ben Simmons has to work on his jump shot this offseason. Um, mm. There's there's really no no uh, other way around it. Um, nope. And if he does, he, he, he may be an unguardable unguardable player, maybe a Magic Johnson type. Yeah. And well, let's not forget about Toronto. <laughs> let's let's not forget <laughs> about them. They're they're number one coming out of the East. They handled right. Washington uh, in six games, but then second round they play Cleveland. <laughs> I don't understand how the number one team in the East in the second round does not win a basketball game versus Cleveland 
I, I just don't understand that. I mean, I mean, it's the LeBron effect. He is totally <laughs> in their head. Um, I, I, what is it? Two straight sweeps against these Raptors? Has he knocked them out three years in a row? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was it was amazing to watch. Um, LeBron put on an excellent performance that series, but he is totally in their head. Um, Demar Derozan. I mean, what happened to that guy? He was Correct. being benched. He wasn't playing fourth quarters. I mean, mm-hmm. this is your all star. This is a guy you need to be out there with Lowry and you know making clutch shots and you know on for the team. But I mean. LeBron's totally in their head. Um, I don't see that changing unless LeBron goes out west. I just don't see anything from Toronto that tells me they're going to compete for championships. I mean, they're great in the regular season. They look like a, you know, maybe they were going to play for a championship this year. I mean, they totally dominated the Houston Rockets in a few games this season. Um, but once that playoff starts, it's a, it's a different animal. And great. it doesn't look, yeah. like, doesn't look like Toronto is ready for the moment, especially when they saw LeBron James across from them. And I think that was the biggest upset of the playoffs, getting swept as a number one seed uh, versus LeBron and Co. LeBron and Co. Not like I said earlier, didn't have the biggest uh, supporting cast, uh, but as a number one seed, second round getting swept, uh, it's just not impressive. Uh, and I think that was the biggest uh, upset in the 2018 playoffs, which ultimately led. Uh, Cleveland to take care of Boston and then facing Golden State in the finals. What what are your thoughts on on uh, LeBron's finals performance? I mean, he played great. Um, what was from the guy? I believe he was you know averaging thirty five plus points in that series. You know, ten rebounds, nine assists. I mean, it, it was he almost put up a triple double. He probably led every statistical category from any player on any team um, in that finals. But, you know, you got to look at the guys around him. Kevin Love played a good series. Uh, but, he I mean, there's no one else that can create their own shot on that Cleveland team. So LeBron's mm-hmm. pretty much doing it all, you know, creating shots for other players, getting his own shot. Um, it, it can kind of wear you down when you see, you know, the amount of ball movement and the amount of players over in Golden State, you know, they kind of get their own shot. Between you know Steph, Steph was just hitting incredible shots that entire series. Um, Kevin Durant was hitting you know tough jumpers. Um, Clay Thompson, and then you got a Draymond Green who he can kill you if you leave him out there open. <laughs> he um, he does have that uh, very sporadic uh, three point ball in him. Absolutely, that can can really help push that offense. Uh, and we can't understate Iggy either, who came back and you know he started knocking the three ball mm-hmm. down. So. They they have weapons. I mean, and he and have. he was out in the Houston series too. I'm I'm, I'm not yep. saying that uh, the impact of Iggy is equivalent or greater than the impact of CP3 has for Houston. Uh, but he was a uh, wasn't he the Finals MVP? Yeah. Uh, deep uh, last year, the defensive MVP last year. Um, um, so I know he he won Finals MVP for that first Golden State Championship. Yeah, that that was um, it. So yeah, he he won the first. Finals MVP. So yeah, he, he he does have that player. impact. Uh, obviously, no, more does. of a defensive presence than offensive, but he does move well without the basketball, and he can give you uh, some of those jumpers to to get that spark and that fire underneath the offense. No, right. You're absolutely right. And uh, the big thing, right, is his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what the Warriors missed once he went out in that Rocket series. And, you know, you saw once the Hampton Five starting lineup, they had to bring in Kevon Looney, 
uh, Jordan Bell, and CP3 and James Harden were just isoing those guys to death. They were, they were finding the matchup they wanted. They were in the pick and rolls. Um, they, were, they were seeing the switches, and they got Kevon Looney and Jordan Bell out there on the island, and they were just isoing them to death. And that's something that would not have happened if Andre Iguodala was playing. You would have seen more of the Steph Curry iso, mm-hmm. um, which were there during the first three games. But, uh, yeah, his, his presence on the defensive end, I mean, you can't, you can't really argue it. And so, obviously, LeBron's three and six in the finals. Uh, I th- I think that first game, like you said, if if Cleveland takes that first game on the road, not to mention on the road, yeah, that that's I mean that's huge. I mean, a lot of people thought they would they would get blown out first game on a road, and then LeBron puts up a, a absolute performance. 51 on the scoreboard and then leading to OT but obviously the the JR mishap not knowing timeouts or just not going back up with the basketball that's that's a that's gut-wrenching that's a dagger to the heart that's that's a tough pill to swallow and as we saw later uh, at the end of the final series how he came out and said you know his hand had a bone contusion and it was from game one and his emotions after that game. Yeah, I mean, you can you can say that that loss there just totally deflated those guys. And and some losses are more, are worth more than just one loss. Um, that that loss carried over to to each oh, game. Oh, you could tell. Series. Yes, it's, it, it's in the back of their head. They, I mean, and the way you lose too, right? That's a, that's another big thing that people don't look at. The way you lose. I mean, if it were a blowout, you know, it's not as gut wrenching, right? But I mean, you're up, what was it, three or four with 30 seconds left. And then you have the whole controversial block charge um, mm-hmm. with LeBron and the, and the refs going back and, and reversing the call. I mean, it, it was it was gut-riching. And then you had George Hill cutting to the basket wide open. Uh, he was grabbed, goes to the free-throw line, an 80% free-throw shooter. Um, you want your guy to knock down two free-throws there, and he doesn't. Um, and even then, JR has a chance to, to put back a, a rebound, and he uh, – he lost track of what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happens. As a professional, uh, you yeah. gotta you gotta know the situation. You gotta know the points on the scoreboard. Uh, you gotta know time on the clock, etc. All those things, the ingredients to the recipe. Uh, and he he ultimately could have been that hero um, after George Hill missed the free throw. Uh, he could have been he could have been that guy of the night. But no, he yeah, he could he could have been and. Uh, unfortunate how how things happened but you know you move on and hopefully he learned from this uh moving forward but it was a it was a tough loss and you could see it in lebron's face uh, once they went back over to the uh to the huddle it was tough so let's let's go over to kevin durant and lebron james i know we went back and forth on social media quite a bit um basically comparing the situations and the uh the movements of the two uh obviously lebron uh on the on the hot seat right now, uh, more of for his benefit is not like getting ridiculed or anything. Um, but he has once again a decision to make: leave or stay, be the hometown hero, or try to acquire enough hardware uh, to continue his legacy. Uh, and we'll we'll start with we'll start with LeBron. Uh, came into the league in two thousand three, I believe. Yeah, it was 2-3, number one pick. With uh, Cleveland. And then um, 
took took a team. Uh, I can't even name one player from that finals team that he led, uh, and then went over to uh, Miami to join Dwayne Wade uh, and Chris Bosh. Yep. Um, and that was the whole the the decision, right? They they got they got on stage. Uh, That's right. I'm gonna win one, two, three, four, five, six amount of rings. Uh, in 2010, um, they did lose to Dallas, right? Four to two. Rick Carlisle, Eric Spolstra. Uh, what were your thoughts when LeBron left Cleveland initially to join? Uh, at the time, superstars like Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh? At the time, I mean, I thought it was something you, you had to do. Mm-hmm. Who, who knew of the players that were there? I think they made a big acquisition that year, mid-year with, it, it was Antoine Jameson. Um, who, who knows where Antoine Jameson is nowadays? Um, that, that was the big transaction. I was supposed to put them over the top against the Boston Celtics, and, and mm-hmm. ultimately they fell short. Um, LeBron had a game seven, one that was for the record books, but, you know, Boston had Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, uh, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo. It was a, it was a solid team. They were, they were constructed, they were well built and uh, mm-hmm. LeBron couldn't beat them by himself. And I mean, the second best player, I believe, um, when he went to the finals, Cleveland, maybe Daniel Gibson. I mean, he hasn't had a, a ton of help in Cleveland. So when, when he was looking at go that offseason, um, I think he had to, to make the decision he made to to get over the Boston hurdle, um, mm-hmm. and he did. He took them down. Um, they they obviously lost to Dallas that year in the finals, um, but I mean, you know that that Boston team was a was a very good team, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it was a decision he had to make. And then after the first year of joining Miami, he goes back to back, beating Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook in the finals. Uh, James Harden. Yes, and James Harden, uh, and then beating a Greg Popovich in seven games. Um, so those those were his first two rings, and then the next two he loses again to, or he plays San Antonio again, uh, yep. loses in a series of four to one. Then we kind of see the the Golden State phase, right? That's when. Golden State and Seth Curry and the Splash Brothers, right? The the picture of the Splash Brothers come into play in 2015. Uh, Golden State gets their first title. And um, the LeBron leaves Miami after that that last loss uh, to San Antonio, goes back to Cleveland. What were your thoughts when he went from Miami to Cleveland uh, after he acquired his two rings out of those four years in Miami? Uh, it was kind of expected. Um, this was always something that was talked about um, with the media. Brian Windhorst would talk about it a lot. Um, you know, LeBron James, he's an Ohio kid, and he wanted to uh, he wanted to bring a ring back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So he got that monkey off his back in Miami. Um, he saw Kyrie Irving in Cleveland, and, you know, it was a, it was a – decision to make he went back to cleveland uh then they then had the number one pick as well which they used when they drafted andrew wiggins to acquire kevin love mm-hmm. um, and they had a team ready and i i think they would have won at least two in cleveland if it weren't for kyrie irving and kevin love going down and they i think kyrie irving maybe played three quarters in the finals and uh, kevin love didn't play a minute um, yeah when he got injured by uh, kelly Olenek. 
I feel like Kevin Love have has kind of fell off ever since he he went to Cleveland. Uh, just not the same player, injury prone, uh, very sporadic, you know, not consistent. Uh, so what are you what are your thoughts right now on James? Um, everybody speculating and and guessing and predicting on where he's going to go. What what do you what are your thoughts on LeBron once again uh, having the possibility of leaving to acquire another hardware? I think it's inevitable. He's he's going to leave Cleveland. Um, if if I mean if you saw the finals this year, Cleveland's not even close mm-hmm. to competing with Golden State for a championship, and Boston. I mean, if Kyrie and Gordon are, are healthy next year, I, I don't think LeBron's going back to a finals in the East if he stays in Cleveland. Um, Boston is a That's very bold. Team. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think he's beating Boston um, next year if he stays in Cleveland. So you're – so I you're, think he's leaving Cleveland. So your final prediction, where is he going? It changes daily. But right now I think he's he will be a Los Angeles Laker. Okay. Um, He's, he's going to team up with Paul George, and we're going to see how uh, Magic Johnson flips some of the assets he has. And, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram, uh, Kyle Kuzma, um, there's been talks maybe San Antonio um, getting tired of Kawhi. I know I saw a report earlier today that they want to they want to sign Kawhi to an extension, but Kawhi's an L.A. kid. Um, L.A. has some assets that they could maybe intrigue San Antonio with. Mm-hmm. And if you get a big three of – you know, LeBron James, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard just around those guys with shooters on minimum contracts. And uh, I think you have a team that can compete with, with Golden State for a championship. Yeah. And I'm going to get a little off sidetrack. As you say, the big three, big three, I'm sorry. OKC had Paul George, Carmelo, and Westbrook. Uh, but that, I, th- I think that their chemistry was very disappointing, obviously, through the record and, and their playoff success. Um, what makes you think Paul George... Which Houston is trying, from the last reports, Houston is a trying to acquire Paul George, but what what gives you hope about Paul George, especially after the season he had this year? I mean, Paul George is a great player. Um, you saw it when he was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I think just this year in OKC, there's a lot of change. He was coming. He's he's probably thinking about LA right now. We talk. Um, chemistry wasn't there. We also saw it when with Russ and. And Kevin as well, and that's probably part of the reason Kevin left OKC. Um, the, the chemistry wasn't there, and it's you know Russell Westbrook needs the ball in his hands a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he probably takes 30, 30 shots a game. It feels like every time he's out there, yeah. um, it's, it's hard to get into a rhythm. Uh, they tried to make Carmelo into a, a stretch four, um, and there was talks about him maybe coming off the bench. Uh, I, I just don't think it was a great fit. Um, there's not enough leadership there, but I think if you put Paul George under a LeBron James, um, a guy who's been there, done that, um, it would be tremendous for Paul George, and I think I think it would be great. It would work. Um, it'd be interesting. The Lakers would be relevant again, and uh, they would make yes. for an interesting West Coast uh, rivalry with those Golden State Warriors and Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. So we talked about LeBron, his his kind of history or past, uh, jumping teams, looking looking for wins. Let's go over to KD. Uh, got drafted uh, by Seattle. Ultimately transitioned to OKC. Uh, made the playoffs every year except for one year. 
And that one year, KD only played 27 games. Uh, Led them, him and Westbrook led them to a finals, uh, which we just briefly talked about. And and I know you're I know you're bitter about it. Uh, KD ultimately leaving OKC to a team, a 73 win team, the best record in NBA history. Um, I know I know that was, in your words, the weakest move in NBA history. But how can you blame the guy after he gave um, nearly uh, eight years? And OKC going to the finals and maybe frustrated Russell Westbrook. That's why he left. What what he what are your thoughts on his thoughts on going to Golden State? I mean, obviously it's free agency, so a guy can do it every once. Mm-hmm. But it, it was kind of you know you had these guys on the ropes. You're up three to one, and you just totally collapse. And allow Golden State to come back and win three games um, mm-hmm. to take that series four to three. Um, and not only that, you know, they won seventy three games that season. They've already won a championship. And then for Kevin Durant to just, you know, it's kind of taken. I, I don't want to say that because you got to go out and perform, but you know, it's it's kind of taken the easy way out. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone kind of knew what was going to happen once Kevin Durant. You had a seventy three win team, and you added Kevin Durant. I mean, come on. That's kind of unfair for the rest of the league. It's it's, it's paralyzed the NBA. Um, you know, no one's caught up with that. No one's been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they also made sacrifices. They have to give it to Kevin, um, Draymond Green, you know, Steph. They've made sacrifices to make it work. They took pay cuts. Um, they, they wanted to build a championship team, and, and they did that. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I don't like the move that Kevin made. I think mm-hmm. he could have gone somewhere else, um, and I mm-hmm. would I would I couldn't care less if you left OKC, um, but but going to Golden State and kind of you know, you know stacking the deck mm-hmm. against the rest of the NBA was it, it was a weak move and I think it was the weakest move a superstar has made in our league. So, so what, that were my thoughts on that. And and wh- how how would it? And I know I, I brought this up to you in the past. If LeBron went to Houston, Houston being a sixty-five win team, no, they don't have a championship, uh, but they do have Harden, CP3. And uh, a uprising star, Clint Compella. What what is the indifference of LeBron going to Houston than Kevin Durant did, minus the championship? Well, you said it. Houston has no championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he can go to Houston and dethrone the Warriors, um, that, that that's not what Kevin did. You know, Kevin left OKC. And he, he joined, you know, the champions. They've already mm-hmm. won one. I know they lost to Cleveland that year. Um, but, yeah, he, he joined up. He teamed forces with Golden State, and uh, he, he didn't knock him off. And, I mean, that was the difference, mm-hmm. you know, when LeBron first went to Miami. Um, he, he couldn't get over the Boston hurdle by himself, so he went to Miami. They, they You know, they formed the, the big three with Chris mm-hmm. Boss and they took out Boston. And that that kind of be the same thing here if you were to come to Houston um, and, and, you know, kind of – dethroning the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, you have to do that. It's a it's a star league. You have to you have to get stars and uh you know if you don't have enough star power to compete with Golden State mm-hmm. then you know we're just gonna keep seeing Golden State rattle off rings after rings. So mm-hmm. um yeah we'll we'll see what happens but uh so do you, it's gonna be interesting for sure. Do you think Boston uh <clears throat> as as you kinda gave a little glimpse of their history, do you think Bar- Boston started this with 
Pierce Garnett, Ray Allen. And and people forget. People forget. Ray Allen left Boston to join Miami, LeBron and Wade, and ultimately gave them another championship after Boston tipped it to Ray Allen for that three-pointer in the corner to beat San Antonio. No, yeah, he did. And you're right. And uh, Boston, they, I mean, they may have won around it differently. They acquired, you know, Garnett and Ray Allen to the trades. Um, it wasn't the free agency for mm-hmm. that we saw with LeBron and Chris Bosh. But, I mean, you know, if, if that weren't to happen, who, who knows where LeBron would have went that year or what would have happened. Uh, but, you know, they did have a big three. Some called it a big four with Ray John Rondo. Um, yeah, I mean, they kind of they kind of uh, started the, the wheels. They turned the wheels in motion on this. And, you know, we saw LeBron ultimately went to Miami, picked the heat, um, and they, they took down the, the Boston Celtics. So we'll see. Maybe something happened like that again this offseason with LeBron and maybe coming to join Houston with Chris mm-hmm. Paul and James Harden, where, where I think that's his best shot at winning a championship. If you if you add LeBron, who, who has said he wants to play off the ball uh, later into his career, and I've also heard he wants to be in the league when his son gets in the league. Yes. Um, so if he yes. wants to take some, some, uh, some of those miles off his legs mm-hmm. um, during the regular season for sure, I mean, you you come join James Harden and Chris Paul, and you know you can kind of take it easy sometimes during the uh, regular season. Um, but but we'll see. Um, I, I I think it's going to be Los Angeles, but you know Houston they have uh, they have some strong selling points there. So so one last question for you, and we'll wrap up. Is the is the goal of the NBA to beat Golden State? Oh, it has to be. Those are the champions. Um, They've won three of the last four. Um, they're, they're a dynasty. Mm. Um, if you're not trying to beat Golden State, then, then what are you doing, really? Um, and we've heard Daryl Morey, who, in his own words, is obsessed with beating Golden State. And mm. I mean, if you're not if you're not trying to take down the champions, then you know, what, why are you playing the game? Um, so yeah, I mean, this offseason is going to be interesting because these the guys on the move. I mean, they they got to know that Golden State is the ones they have to slay. Um, at the end of that tunnel. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, Houston would be a – I think that's the one team if, if LeBron comes. Has the best chance. Well, I I mean, I think Golden State is playing a far second. <laughs> well, Jordan, appreciate you coming on to the Jet Suite podcast. Uh, it was it was a great talk. I think our, I think our listeners will uh, get a little more insight on uh, – the whys and opinions and whatnot. And as you just said, I think it will be an interesting off season and we'll see how it pans out. Come, come uh, next November, December as the uh, 2018, 2019 NBA season kicks off trying to dethrone uh, Curry, KD, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green and co from adding another ring and going three in a row. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, college football is right around the season. Yes, sir. Well, so you, you, know, you can always reach out. I'm I'm always happy to talk that as well. But uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Well, folks, yes, you hold it there. A good 2018 NBA Finals recap with Jordan Pryor. College football is around the corner. I cannot wait. The Jet Suite Podcast will be back up and running. And like I said, it should be a doozy. Got a lot of off-season moves. 
recruiting, coaching moves, some big expectations for a lot of these D1 teams. But until then, folks, have a good night.